Hello, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again. We're going to have another wonderful time. You're going to listen, and I'm going to teach. We're going to have another wonderful spiritual teaching video for you. This one is in the teleministry section, playlist, on the YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. We have been working through Isaiah 61 and soon to do Isaiah 62. These two books of the Bible, the authorized King James Bible, were my foundational scriptures to help me to learn about you and to learn about the Heavenly Father's heart for you. His desires for you and his prophetic words that he spoke out into the world so he could bring back their fruit. I had to learn that God only watches over his words that he sends. Not your words, not your denominations, not a government's, not anybody's, but his. I had to learn his word. I had to understand it and how it related to me. And to you, and to what's going on in the world, even today. So here in this teleministry episode, it's Isaiah 61, verse 10, we've been working on. This is part number seven. It's taken us a while because we have been following the scripture references out. We should finish it up today. If not, we'll have one more. Then we'll begin verse number 11. The last verse of Isaiah 61. Then we'll start Isaiah 62. I just told a precious young pastor on LinkedIn yesterday, study these two books of the Bible. They're foundational. You learn a lot about yourself. And what's happened and what God desires to happen with you in your spirit and in your soul and on the earth. You have to understand that. So then when you're about his work, helping people his way, you're lined up with his word. You're in partnership with him. You understand what he's trying to do. That is what I had to learn. And that is what Isaiah 61 and 62 did for me. They are still foundational in my life. I pray that they are fulfilled in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. Because I know God says, I listen to my word. I send it. I watch over it. I protect it. And I fulfill only my words that I have spoken out. And Isaiah 61 and 62 were spoken out. And written out many, many years ago by the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. Once it was put down, spoken to Isaiah, it became here on planet Earth. Now God begins his work, watches over it, plants it, waters it, helps it to grow in the hearts and the minds of humanity. Oh, it's been through some battles and it's fixing to go through many more in a nation that has a dragon as its God and Lord. But it will not take down the word of God. 
God can move in dreams, the spirit realm, on hearts of men through nature, through circumstances. He can speak to anybody, even animals in nature. He can talk to the wind if he wants to. He can talk to trees and animals. Mm-hmm. Now, he does not allow your dead ancestors to come back and talk to you. You're talking to what we call a familiar spirit. It's acting like, pretending like they are your ancestors who have passed away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. Because they're with him. And they're busy where they are. Mm-hmm. Now an angel can come down and manifest from the spirit realm. Show up in a dream, at work, in your house, in your yard, and speak to you. God can send messengers through living people to come to you. So I don't know why I'm calling you, but mm-hmm. he can talk to you in your dreams. Because he's talking to your spirit. You can hear him if you're listening to music. Watching movies. He'll use everything he can. To reach you. But he won't use your dead ancestors. They're busy with him. Mm -hmm. They're in school themselves. So here in Isaiah 61. Verse 10. We're going to pick up in part number 7. That's right. So let's open up first with prayer. And a welcoming. To everybody. Hi everybody. Here in the garden. Pastor Deborah, hi you out there in social media world when you watch this. Welcome, Pastor Deborah, a master teacher, a global spiritual mother, mm-hmm. coming to you to teach you about yourself and others. So let's open up with prayer and then we'll read. Isaiah 61, verse 10, before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together with each other, with you as our teacher. You're the master teacher of all spiritual things. No one else is. You know all truth. You know all light. You know all understanding and wisdom. So we turn to you through your Holy Spirit to teach us. And help us understand ourselves and understand you and understand humanity. We thank you for that. Father, we want to thank you for Zoom Pro, who I, Pastor Deborah, am recording through, and Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. We want to thank the Yeti microphone people, the camera, Logatron, the laptop, the gaming computers. And we want to thank most of all, You, the great I am, the architect, the creator of all the, all that is, even though it got perverted by Satan, we want to thank you that your great mind could create all these systems and laws that govern the natural world, that govern the spirit realm. Thank you, Father, for being about your work as creator, architect, Author and finisher 
of your work. We thank you in the name of Christ Jesus for Isaiah 61 and 62. So you can be about your work. And Father, also give us a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision of our spirit from our soul and its lust, so that you can shine your light directly into and upon our spirit. And your light and words will not roll off of our spirit and hit the miry clay, the wax grossness of our soul, and run off as like water on a duck's back. Thank you for that spiritual circumcision that you and only you can give. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, let me read to you. Out of the authorized King James Bible, I use the large print, so much easier on my eyes. Isaiah 61, verse 10, that we've been working through. And we have these last few scriptures that will help us, that expand out and help us to get a deeper and closer look at what God is trying to tell us. If you'll do that, if you'll follow the references out, look words up in a dictionary, if you have one, or the Strong's Concordance. If you don't, and you don't even have a Bible, God will answer your questions through nature, in dreams. He'll bring your spirit to these videos. You might watch it through other people. But you will hear the word. He will not let you not be educated. He will do everything he can to help you. To bring light into your darkness. So you can have knowledge and understanding. Isaiah 61 verse number 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. He's talking about Pastor Deborah. What had happened was, through Isaiah 61, we learned that we were a captive. And we were in darkness. And we were had a broken heart. We were meek and afraid. And some things had to happen to us. We had been in a prison, so to speak, of darkness, ignorance. And some things had to change in our lives. And beginning in Isaiah 61, we find out that somebody had to come along, the word of God, who was anointed, to help us, set us free from our ignorance our prison and captivity, to sin, to ignorance, to darkness, to a lack of understanding. And once that happened, and it comes through a rebirth, a reincarnation, resurrection of our spirit from death, which means separation from God, we would become born again. That's right, spiritually. Then from that position, our spirit would grow strong and slowly transform our soul, our helpmate, into a proper helpmate. And the two of us would live inside our dirt body. And our soul would be ruled by, governed by, our spirit. Who would be governed by, who would be ruled by, 
the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. So after that begins inside of us, and we're having great victories on the inside of us, here in Isaiah, we are told that I will greatly, Pastor Deborah does, I just did it last night. Last night, my soul was depressed because of all the death in the world. All the issues that are happening that I can't physically do anything about. And it won't change what's happening. And I was depressed, saddened because of so much death and loss. My spirit had to go to my soul and say, come on, we're not going to sit here in this stuff, in these feelings. We're going into the presence of God. We're going to go and talk with him, be in his presence, and see that this is nothing new on earth. This has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years in humanity and on the planet. And that I had work to do for him. And I was to be busy preparing myself, my spirit, my soul to do his work during these dark days. These days of storms and battles and death and fights against nations. I was to prepare, stay steady, knowing that he was going to be at work like he always has been. Through all the thousands of generations of humanity. No matter what kind of battles he went through. Or his word would go through. He doesn't quit. He wins. His word gets free. People get born again. The enemy of the kingdom of heaven. Of the word of God. Is defeated. And God gets children. And people. As his offspring. So we're here in verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Can you say that? My soul. That's the other part of me. My helpmate. All inside the strict body. Shall be joyful in my God. Your soul has to recognize who is your God. That means creator. The one that you call on for help. For he, my God, my Lord, has clothed me, the forever person's talking now, has spiritually clothed me with the garments of salvation. The soul is saying this to itself, and the spirit is saying this, saying we've been saved. We were dead, we're now alive. We were horrible, now we're joyful. We were orphans spiritually. We had an adoptive father who was horrible to us. His name was Satan. Now we have our true father, God, the Lord. So we're happy. My spirit's happy. My soul is happy. And we have recognized we've been clothed with the garments, the robes of salvation. He, this Lord, this God, has covered me. With the robe of spiritual white righteousness. Means I'm in right standing with him now. Him and I are made of the same stuff now. There's no darkness between us. 
There's no separation. The sin that was there, the nature that was there of sin, had separated us in death, a spiritual separation. I was dead to him at one time when I was not born again, resurrected, believing in him. I was alive, some kind of creature, but I was dead to him. I couldn't be his offspring because my nature had changed. My DNA had changed. My spirit had changed. My soul had changed. I was somebody else's kid named Satan. This white robe of righteousness now covered my spirit. It was my spirit. It was a robe that my soul wore now. Brilliant, white, pure and clean, innocent. And it was called a white robe of righteousness because now when he looked at me, my clothes, instead of being animal skins spiritually, covered in blood and death, were beautiful, white, clean. A bride's uh, Western civilization's wedding with the bride who wears a white dress. It represents innocence, purity. Uh, never had sex before, never had a child before. It represents newness, beautiful righteousness. So the white robe came out of marriage. Now, originally in Hebrew, Aramaic, the wedding garments of a bride were not white. They were beautiful. Some in China were red and gold. But in Western civilization, it changed to a white dress. But it covered you. It represented light shined off of you. You You're like a white diamond. A beautiful, beautiful jewel. And we're told that this white robe of righteousness, to help us understand what it looked like, Isaiah 61 goes on and says, As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, when he puts on rings and jewels and necklaces and a crown, shining, brilliant, glittering. You say that a lot in ancient history. When a prince or a king would get married, how beautiful and elegant and royal the bridegroom was. And then it goes on in Isaiah 61 and says, as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. So he's trying to help us see visually what this looks like spiritually. By using earthly examples. A bridegroom and a bride. To understand this white robe of righteousness. Okay. Now let's get back to the teleministries. Of Isaiah 61 part. Verse number 10's part. We're in part number 7. Of Isaiah 61 verse 10. We've been working through some supporting scriptures that help us to understand a deeper, deeper understanding. We were working in the book of Job when we had finished up part six. And I believe that's where we're going to pick up. We had been in Job 
2, 10 through 25. And we had been working through this. These were our scripture references. Because I was taught years and years ago by my master teacher, the Holy Spirit, follow out the scripture references in the Bible. Look up the words in the dictionary in the strong concordance. Sometimes I would ponder one word. I might look up the word Lord, God, Spirit, Wisdom, Righteousness. And I would study and write it out, think about it. Have I would pray and say, God, help me to understand it deeply. Give me a movie. Give me a science explanation. In nature, help me see what I don't understand. Help me to have your understanding and then to be able to use it and apply it in battle, spiritually, in my life, so that your wisdom will rule and reign here on planet Earth. So we're going to pick up with Job 2, verse 14, and part 7. Spiritually behold... He, the forever person, that's our spirit part, breaks down and it, whatever is spiritually broken down, cannot be built again. This is interesting. He is saying our condition that we were in, broken. And if we also come back and we think about it, Ignorance is a brokenness. But once that's broken down inside of you and you have knowledge and light, that kingdom of darkness can never be built again inside of you. He, this forever person, will spiritually shut up another man, another human. Did you know that you can influence another person? You can shut them up, lock them up, put their thoughts into cages, into darkness, and their spirit. How? Words? Actions? Just because you're asleep, or as you're sitting here, your spirit is very active. If it's awake, you can put people into trances. I had to learn all this. I didn't know this as a clinical mental health counselor. I had to learn this spiritually in order to help you the Lord's way. Through your words, your actions, spiritually or out of your soul, you can literally lock somebody up, a child, into ignorance and darkness, fear, Torment through abuse, trauma. You can put them into captivity. They can become a slave to fear or to lust. Or even to death. You can shut somebody up in a spiritual tower. Yes, you can. Now, God will put me in his tower of defense and protection. When I run to him for help, I can hide in him. 
and many people who have been abused, tormented. In childhood, at traumatic events, their spirits, their soul, run to a safe place. They have the ability to create safe places. We run in our dreams to other lands, territories. You can see that when you watch the movie, The Wizard of Oz. Judy Garland played Dorothy. She got a hit on her head by a windowsill. She went off in a coma, off into another land. Mm-hmm. We do this. We're capable of doing it. We can have thoughts that take our, take us away, that protect us. Somebody can speak a ill word to us, frighten us, and put us into great fear so that we will shut down, go into trances. In the world of multi-generational Satanism, they are taught self-hypnosis. And then a disassociated identity, which has been created for them, will come up. You can see that in the movie, The Three Faces of Eve, on how trauma creates through the gift that is given to us by God a person to go through the trauma. If you watch The Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra, you will see how torture and abuse on people will cause you to disassociate, be programmed through trauma, given a, a what do you call it, um, a code, a code word or a sound or a picture that will trigger you, and up will come the program part to do something. And when it's over with, you'll have no recollection, no memory of it. Excellent movie, The Manchurian Candidate. Another one to help you understand what is going on on the inside of us is the cell. I watched it years ago. The people in multi-generational Satanism wanted me to understand what their world was like inside of them. The one I watched was excellent. It was about a therapist who could go inside the mind of other people. And she was trying to help an autistic boy come out of his shell. And she would go in to his mind and find him in there. And then what happened? The police brought her a, a captive who had been killing people. And there was some person who was being held captive and they wanted to find out where this person was. They asked her to go inside of his mind. And she did. And it was a horrible place with different rooms. She understood what happened uh, through uh, many trips into it. Excellent thing. Trying to remember who was the person. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, I believe, played the therapist. Excellent to watch. The cell, the first one. So here we're understanding that another person, either spiritual or from the soul, can lock you up can put you in 
uh, cells, a prison, darkness, ignorance. Also, you can run to God for protection. And there can be no spiritual opening. When I run to God and he becomes my protection, he shuts me in and only he can open the door when it's safe. In my soul, when I run out of fear, something else is controlling the door. I may not get out. I may be trapped. You'll see that when disassociation is occurring. One part flees and another part comes up. And so I was learning how Isaiah 61, this God, was going to help us. He had to show me the problems. He had to show me what was going on. And he was using Job to teach me. Now we're going to go to Revelations 3, 7. Remember, we're looking deeper into Isaiah 61, verse 10. And the white robe of righteousness. And the angel or the messenger of the church. This was written to the people in Philadelphia. Write to them. John. John was given instructions in Revelation by Christ Jesus himself. To tell the people. Remember, the words have to come. Be spoken out, written out. Then God will watch over them. So this apostle John. Who had a visitation spiritually. When he was on the island of Patmos. And uh, Christ Jesus showed up to him. Talked to him. He was an old man by this time. So he was told to write. And so he did. These things say Christ Jesus. Who is holy. That means no spots, white robe of righteousness for sure. He that spiritually has the spiritual key, the authority, the dominion, the power to open or close anything, any door, is he that spiritually opens and no man can spiritually shut it. And shuts a door. And no one can spiritually open. Now how does that relate. To what we're talking about. A white robe of righteousness. He's telling us. If he says it. It's done. And nobody can change it. If he cleans you up. Puts a white robe on you. Says how glorious and righteous it is. It's done. And there's nobody that can change it. Once it's done. So you're getting how strong. Powerful words are. And how dedicated. And eternal the word of God is. He's saying. When I do something. It's done. When I set you free. You're free. When I clean you up. You're cleaned up. When I say you're a new creature. You're a new creature. The old one. That old you. All those disassociated parts, they're gone. Because they were connected to the old you, not the new you. 
And he's saying, once I do this, with my power and dominion, I've closed the door to the past. And I've opened the door to a new world, a new life for you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's done. The old way is sealed off. Now what happens is, a lot of people this happens to. It happened to me. But I stayed in the old identity, Jan, until I was transformed. Took two years. Became Pastor Deborah. You'll read about that in a story called It's Time. Most people, they still live out of the old them. They abuse them. The one with horrible memories. And he is saying, but I've shut the door out to that. We can't open it again. But we keep it open. We stay in it. We don't put on the white robe of righteousness and live spiritually and from our soul in that position. Now let's go back to Job 2, 10 through 25. We were at verse number 15. Spiritually behold, he, a spiritual forever person, can spiritually withhold the spiritual waters, the words, the deep actions, the truth, the light, the deliverance. So you, yourself, and others can spiritually stop your own growth. Your soul, your helpmate, who is strong and powerful. And it doesn't like the white robe of righteousness. It wants to stay as it is. The king of the system. You'll read a lot about that in the school of light. In mental health. And the kingdom. I talk about this. That there's a kingdom inside of here. The spirit, soul, and physical body. The soul wants to remain the king. And it will withhold and it will fight against the light, the words, the truth trying to come in. In God's eyes, water equals words. Words equal water. In the water is truth, understanding, light, deliverance. Mm -hmm. And he is saying, when you don't want to change, you want to stay as you are and you want to live in that. Maybe a victim, a victim of child abuse. You don't want to give up everything you get from that. Your identity comes through that. You have family, peers. And if you give that up, who are you? Who would you be? So many people don't want to wear the white robe of righteousness. Also, Here in this verse, he, this righteous forever person, who has been given this spiritual key of David, there's the keys. When you get the white robe of righteousness, you get a key with it. When you've been given that, the keys to hell, death, and the grave, Pastor Deborah has. And also, you can bring and send them forth. As rivers of life, I can bring words forth out of me. 
I can help other people get dressed in the white robe of righteousness. I can go into hell, enter into death camps, darkness, ignorance, because I have authority now, because I've been given the keys to hell, to death, that separation, and the grave. And they, these waters, these words of life, will overflow the earth. When you step into that new identity, you wear the white robe of righteousness, and you are adorned as a bridegroom and a bride. Your jewels become the keys of David, the keys to hell, death, and the grave. Words flow out of you, filled with life, and you become a life-giving spirit. Mm -hmm. This white robe of righteousness is a symbol and a sign. It's your garments that you wear. That all know you have been born again, resurrected, new life. But you can't put it on the old you. Your disassociative parts. Your identity in your soul. Your soul does not wear it. Your forever person does. Your soul is still wearing sackcloth, ashes, victimization, living in memories, post-traumatic stress, depression, fear. That's your identity. Not the newness with the white robe of righteousness. Don't have the keys. But you do, but you don't. In my story, it's time. The old maid, Jan, had to die. Willingly. In order to become the new me. And you see that in the three faces of Eve. This little girl was, wasn't sexually abused, but she had a trauma. We now talk about it in the ACEs, the uh, trauma testing, acute childhood experiences that produce trauma, disassociation in all of us. Maybe a parent dies, dog dies, you have a sickness, an illness, there's a divorce, abuse, other things, lack of food. All of it causes trauma within us. So what you learn is you have to give that life up. And in the three faces of Eve, when she had this precious young girl, had to go kiss her dead grandmother, which was a custom of the time. It wasn't meant to hurt her, but it was a way of saying goodbye. The little girl she was couldn't stand it. So she disassociated. She created a tough person. A Eve Black. To do the kissing. So now there was an Eve White. A precious, innocent, weak child. And an Eve Black. And they grew up together. Went to school together. Eve White was very timid, fearful. And she couldn't do a lot of the childhood things. So Eve Black did. Eve Black went to school for her. Learned. And these two lived together. And when Eve White would get stressed, Eve Black would show up. 
Eve White got married to a man. Eve Black did not. She was a rowdy girl <laughs> going to bars and drinking and dancing. Eve White didn't do that. And these two existed inside of one body. So in the movie, The Three Faces of Eve with Joanne Woodward, until a love of a man who understood her and knew about her sickness and was willing to stay with her no matter what, could she be healed? And she created then Jane. Jane was probably who she was supposed to always grow up to be, but it was a new part. So what we learn is when you are wearing those icky old robes, rags, God says, I desire to put a white robe of righteousness on you. I've spoken it out in Isaiah 61, verse 10. I'm describing it to you the best I know how of things of the flesh, a bridegroom, his ornaments, keys of David, the bride's ornaments. So you will understand the glory of this white robe, that you wear it. It identifies you. So what we're learning here through these few scriptures in this part, we get a lot, but God has a lot to do to help us. And many of you still want to stay in the old rags. Be a victim, not change. Let your soul rule the system, not your spirit. Some of you don't even know you got a spirit. It's not taught in mental health counseling. Very taught, it's hardly talked about in church. But you do. So let's end this part of Isaiah 61 verse 10 with these few scriptures. Just to give you a little bit more in depth on how Pastor Deborah studies. And learn more about this white robe of righteousness. And what it's supposed to do. And who gave it to us. And how we have to learn how to live in new clothes. And how other people have put us in boxes and prisons. And we ourselves can be boxed in through disassociation. Through our identity of abuse as a victim. And not want to die and give that up. So he's trying to help us understand the beauty of the white robe of righteousness. Its purpose. The keys of David that he wants to give to us. And how words are important in our life. So let's end here with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this short time of learning more about Isaiah 61 verse 10. And the white robe of righteousness. And what it is to us spiritually. What God's trying to do in us and then through us. Father, help us as we work through these deep scriptures. So your words will be fulfilled that you have been watching over. And they will take root in our lives. And they will grow the fruit you intend to see. Help us to understand our new clothes as a new person in you. Wearing the white robe of righteousness. Having the keys of David and being a new creature in Christ. Help us to get rid of the old. Put it in a grave. Set ourselves free from being imprisoned by words, abuse, memories, unforgiveness, 
bitterness, hopelessness, and help us enter into a new spiritual life, a new person that we don't know who it is yet. But help us every way you can. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, see you on the next part of Isaiah 61, verse 10. And learn more about the white robe of righteousness that's waiting for you. After you get cleaned up, take a bath, and you let the old life go. You die to the old stuff, and you get born again. I'll see you then in the tele-ministry. Isaiah 61, verse 10. The next part. Bye.